you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with someone who's been on the show, I guess, a couple times now, but in, in very different contexts. I don't think you've ever actually been on talking about um, a band you're in. I mean, you've talked about kind of historical bands, and then you were on one of the uh, election episodes we did talking about your candidacy in the, the last federal election. But I don't think I've actually had you on um, until now talking about like a current musical project. So it's a very cool... Um, to have you on the show and to be talking about something um, something like that. So I think the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about this pro- project, this band you're in now, and we can take it from there. Sure, yeah. My name is Cam Scott, and I am the singer. That seems like a bit of a stretch. I'm the voice in a hardcore punk band called Age of Self. And this is a band that... Uh, it seems to me like it's very new. I mean, I just sort of heard of it out of nowhere uh, a few months back. I saw a brief amount of that show you did at the uh, outdoors at the Broadway Neighborhood Center. And then it seems like since then, I, I keep seeing you popping up on show show posters. And you know, you did a short tour. You have a tape out now, which is excellent. And so what is the, sort of the, um, the genesis of this band? Because everyone involved, yourself included, has sort of past roots in the local punk scene, right? We've all played a lot and uh, a lot together in different configurations over the years. It's it's a new it's a new band with a long uh, gestation, I guess, preceding this fall when we started to play out quite a bit because this is an old story that uh you know i've heard people tell on on this show in different versions but we started in 2021 so we're a bit of a a covid band you know a little bit stymied by the uh the pace of things you know when when omicron came came at us we we kind of shuddered again but we'd been rehearsing before that and furthermore i think that the resolve to do this band came out of that time because we were all thinking about what we have lost what aspects of our past participation in music we really wanted to engage okay fully out of it you know when we thought about uh a certain kind of physicality a certain kind of community ethic uh a certain kind of excitement that comes from playing shows 
you know, in community with other people, but particularly that we identify with punk music in its many facets, you know, several of us were playing quite ambient music together. We all have our, our, our solo artistic projects, but we really wanted to do something that would be a little more physically uh, bracing or confrontational for a while we just referred to it as loud band those were the those were the instructions we just wanted to uh to play at that intensity and it took it took a year maybe to get us to get us road ready is part of that just just wanting to have a way to like an outlet to to let out some of the frustration that's everyone's sort of dealt with over this past couple of years and and because i mean you know ambient music you can you can definitely uh i mean i've talked to people on the show many times about portraying emotion through something like that which is not as direct and not as obvious but there's definitely ways to uh to, to put feeling into that there are very interesting ways but when you're playing hardcore i mean like you said the physicality of it you're you're throwing yourself right into the feelings and and the the kind of um like is there a catharsis in in getting all of this out on stage absolutely we wanted to play i think at a certain volume and physical intensity for that reason uh, also you know these these recent years have been really difficult but in a way that is just it's just the crest of a wave so many things are coming to a head and a lot of the frustrations that we want to talk about i think punk is uniquely apt for portraying a kind of not only uh, uh, not only angst, you know, in the embodiment of that angst, working through that in in public in a way that's semi socially acceptable, <laughs> but also uh, it's an instrument of social critique, or it has been, it has been, and I think that not only pandemic conditions, but the crisis conditions that precede and encircle and characterize the pandemic, do you know? the the pace of the march to war the deepening recession all of these things uh become the content of the music in a way that we have a pretty earnest theory of communicative action you know punk is a way to speak directly to people where a lot of the art i don't want to mischaracterize the art that we make separately uh a lot of the art we're otherwise involved in is abstractionist its social content is um every music has a social content but it's not so forthright right no fair enough and i think there's always that kind of that that idea that whenever things are shitty for the world um you know whatever the reason music art and music tends to benefit from it in the sense that when you have something that 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 is giving you these strong emotions and these ideas and the desire for change and the want to kind of get that message out to people, it, it kind of sparks something, right? I mean, if everything was perfect, you're not going to have, punk rock is not going to have the same effect. If, if, if everyone has everything they need and like, it just, it just wouldn't, wouldn't be so powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of perverse in that sense that it, 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 it borrows its power. I don't think it, I don't think it, 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 it borrows its power maybe, but it, it, uh, it's oppositional, you know, in the sense that it, it has this relationship to a lot of the stuff that it tussles with, or, or maybe not, you know, my suspicion and one of the reasons for me, I can only speak for myself, uh, to do this particular kind of band is that I thought that punk was becoming more socially agreeable and quiescent, you know, uh, I, I, that's an ironic word to use about this music, but, but, but 
the kind of thing that happens hermetically in pretty uh pretty small enclaves yeah that are themselves so small that they might not be a social concern uh but also don't really profess very much social concern you know i thought i thought it was becoming nightlife yeah in a way that you know we were kind of deprived of nightlife during the pandemic such that i wanted it back but plus you know yeah, I didn't. You don't want to defang yeah. something that that had that is that is notably fanged, right? I mean, it's it's weird to, to to have punk that is safe. I guess is maybe. Uh, I, I know what you mean. like now i mean i know you've been you've been singing in hardcore bands uh, if you want to call it singing for, for a long time now for for decades now really right uh, what is it like now doing this going back to this after you know having originally done it when you were much younger and uh your i mean especially with this kind of content too your, your ideals i'm not sure if that, how, how they've changed over the years or your kind of the things you want to talk about on a record or, on, or at a show but is it different like are you looking at things from a different perspective at this point in your life uh even though you're doing you know sonically similar loud angry fast music yeah absolutely i think that it's changed in a few really interesting ways for me personally but i think for all of us you know one of the things that i am concerned about in in terms of my own uh my own artistic output i mean i i, I enjoy a lot of the the records that I've, I've been on and the bands I've been in. So take this with a grain of salt, but there is this quality of nihilism or miserableism to a lot of hardcore, you sure. know, that I don't think it's that simple. I think that the portrayal of these intensely negative intentions and emotions and music is intrinsically constructive. If you're working through it in that setting, it has a constructive social content almost irrespective of the the message quote unquote you know but it is hard to sustain that kind of negative intention toward the world and 
I would say at this point, all of us, I feel pretty confident that I can speak for this project as a whole when I say that we have a pretty different intentionality toward this music. You know, it's a total love cry. It's our highest aspiration and it's a beautiful thing to do together. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't want to succumb to the negativity or the nastiness that often attends hardcore that I've participated in, I think more so than anyone else in the band, you know, but uh, we're doing it with uh, a certain kind of intentionality that like all the interceding experience becomes a part of. I think we're kind of using everything we know, all of the musics that we love are somewhere in the backdrop of our resolve to play this kind of pretty Spartan music. Well, that's interesting because I think, I think you're right that that stuff doesn't, you can't avoid that happening, right? Whatever you're listening to or whatever you've, you've played over the years and you've been interested in, it's going to seep through in some way or another. But um, I mean, I I think that most people hearing this would, would, hearing the tape would say this is a hardcore band this is very straight ahead i mean this is what hardcore sounds like but it's interesting to to, to hear that there's obviously i think with any band really there's all that stuff in the background that it that is coming in there and the fact that you were all doing different music very different from 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 this band uh, before this and probably still it's it's kind of cool to uh to, to re-listen to it i guess with that in mind and, and see if it's something that can be picked out i mean it's not, not obvious for sure but under the surface maybe there's uh, some of those elements yeah, because I think that hardcore is it, it has negative conditions too. Not I, I mean negative, not in the sense of um, the the miserableism I was talking about before, but it's it's nourished also by all the things that it isn't. It's right. it's purity and intensity comes from the fact that it contrasts so much of the acceptable emotion and range of expression of the world. You know, it's a space where you can you can really wig out if you need yeah, to. You can yeah. be terribly uh, strident in a way that you couldn't on 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 the bus or at work or in most <laughs> in most situations. But also, um, you know, that extremity is it's it's obviously because it's it's a node of a really really complex musical ecology that that I think that's another thing that comes with age is that we all love this music. But but the more things that you engage, you know, I feel like the more I love this music for precisely what it is, you know, in relation to all of the other sounds yeah. that we consume that we could be making, we want to play uh, this kind of music, loud band, you know, we want to we want to play this kind of music uh, because of the things that it is so good at and good for. Yeah, that's a that's, that's an interesting way of looking at. It. I think that people often punk rock in general they they tend to um, sort of gloss it over as oh it's three chords it's 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 you know this these two minute songs there's there's not any substance to it it's some guy yelling about the government whatever right a lot of people who don't really give it the time to to listen to aren't hearing kind of the the space in between the the, the two minutes of, of chaos and and sort of what's what's behind it and I think that as someone who listens to like really unnecessary. Uh, amounts of reggae like i mean that's been my kind of genre of choice for most of my life mm-hmm. and it's the same thing people have this idea of it being this one thing if they don't really delve into it and i think that the punk and hardcore are the same thing where it's easy to kind of 
just pass it over as oh that's just simple it's a couple chords they're not good at music it, it's this you know this throwaway trend but obviously all of these styles of music have lasted i mean hardcore in this kind of form has lasted for decades now and it hasn't really changed that much like there's always been this appeal to that kind of hardcore and, and i mean same thing with reggae i mean you, you know you, there, there's there's sounds from the 60s that are still quite popular and you can still do that now in the exact same way and it can have the same impact and i don't know what, what do you think is the kind of um ongoing appeal of hardcore because it really hasn't i mean you can listen to your tape and you can listen to something from 1983 and there's there's differences but i mean at the core of it it's it's sort of the same the same basic thing but there's there's and there's been so much time and so many different things in between that that could have changed it but it's it's, it's got this purity to it yeah yeah i mean i could give like a terribly personal anecdotal answer or like a pseudo scholarly answer but the thing that like the thing that fascinates me about hardcore are these two contradictory aspects right where on one hand it's supposed to be this perennially interesting refreshing youth culture yeah and i I can't stake a claim to that i can't i can't say that i represent it in the guise of like youthfulness anymore i guess um so glad to have survived uh (laughs) that 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 phase and identify with it in a different capacity but that's because the rudimentary elements of hardcore are supposed to be accessible to anybody who wants this submersive experience of music. You can pick up uh, a guitar. It's very instrumentally transparent. You can get a drum yeah. set. You can simply howl and you will discover something like hardcore. But actually, you know, we know it's not that simple because you're talking about reggae and all the contrasts that comprise this decades old music right right? and similarly you know we listen to hardcore punk we know it's not that simple because it's terribly formalized there's all these like rhythmic conventions and structural conventions anybody who lives and breathes hardcore is going to geek out over it in this in this hyper referential way with all of this super granular almost like geographical specificity oh it sounds like uk82 it's like us midwestern hardcore uh boston la yeah these antennas you know that it's pretty well researched hyper referential music for its alleged spontaneity right so i, I i'm i'm interested in what what changes and what doesn't change in in an idiom that really stands the test of time you know i think that in some way it's it's a school of music right even though it's it's super unschooled and raw people are are training their ears and their reflexes so that they can become the music that they love yeah and if and 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 you take out so much of that aspirational work when you say oh it's this simple brutal music that anybody can play you know you can like just just ham fisted because the um the way that people approach it I think is so much more studied than that in a funny way. So I really am fascinated with this constant push and pull between the accessibility and immediacy of the music 
and the the depth of the history and the yeah. fact that everybody who plays it seriously is an amateur historian by dint of immersion yeah that's really cool because i, I think that it's it's almost the same as i mean most genres of music have that i mean but, but like jazz for example is many degrees more complex just on the surface and it has that kind of um extreme sort of uh specificity from from fans who are listening for very very certain things and they, they have all this they can analyze it to to the nth degree and and you know deconstruct the whole thing but hardcore there's a, there, i mean i listen to multiple podcasts that talk about hardcore you know in such detail that it's it's, it's ridiculous that these people are so into it but they are and, and punk and, and and everything else and just the same as jazz or classical or country or anything else like it has this um it is definitely developed the, uh, kind of a cult following isn't the right word because it does have a cult following but the historian thing where people are, are are such nerds about it that and i think they're not trying to be nerds about it i think they're just like you said they're immersed in it and you you know what this breakdown means you know what that you know there's there's the sound of a certain riff you know what's going to happen next or you can predict what's going to happen next whereas someone coming to it cold they're not going to know what the drummer's going to do they can maybe play the three chords no problem but they have no idea what comes after this part of the song and everyone who's lived and breathed it will know immediately what to do next or, or why this is happening or why the intro sounds like this or whatever. And I, I think not to talk about reggae too much, but it's the same thing. I mean, people hear two chords on some songs and it's repeating and they think, Oh, this is the simplest thing ever, but then they can't play it. <laughs> like I, I know tons yeah, of people yeah. who, who are incredible musicians and they could never play in a hardcore band or a reggae band or a punk band or any of these things that are supposedly simple. I don't think they could do it because they're too trained almost like they're trained in in this technical thing that doesn't have the the emotional kind of um like wildness i i guess like the learned wildness <laughs> of, of of punk rock absolutely absolutely it's a very socialized music you know people talk about this in terms of the social scenery but i really mean it in the sense that like the rudimentary materials of the music, like all the micro gestures and the reflexes and everything, yeah. you know, if you really imbibe of this music, you know, you're playing guitar in a way that channels a lot of historical information. And, you know, in this music, it's 2022. So hardcore is at least or it depends. You can periodize it however you want. Say, I would it's say it's 40 plus 40, at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. 44 years old, let's say. Yeah. Uh, because um, I don't know what the, the, this isn't some kind of Canadian nationalism. Let's say DOA made the first hardcore record in 1978. Let's say that. Um, but, you know, you're partaking of this, this super, super deep music and I don't I don't think that this is corny to say you're implicitly honoring forebears ancestors you know yeah when you when you're playing a music yeah so that's that that's that that's 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 really um that's really the gift of it it's not just that it's raw unschooled noise to me it's that it's it, it's that it's a vehicle of cultural continuity that a lot of people have found their footing in. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely.
So to go, to go back to Age of Self, because we could talk about the, the, the meaning and the heart of hardcore for, for forever, but um, what, what's the plan now going forward? I mean, you know, you made it through the pandemic and you remained a band and, and well, the pandemic, the, the, the worst part so far of the pandemic, at least, and you've remained a band, you have this tape out, you've been playing shows, you did a small tour. What's sort of the plan going forward? Are you hoping to record more music? Are you hoping to be uh, kind of more actively playing shows or is this sort of the pace that you're happy going at right now? Yeah, I think we're going to keep up the intensity in as much as we're able. Um, I would say for my part, I'm such an admirer of the music that the rest of the band has made. I, I mean, for this project, but yeah. in general, Joel, Mary France, Sam are some of my favorite musicians. So it's an honor to play with them. And it is a very... Uh, constantly exciting thing so we have a lot of music written you know this tape we recorded it live in our practice space and it was maybe a quarter of the music we recorded cool. wound up on the tape and we've written a lot of songs since uh we're going to record i think later this month possibly for a 12 inch oh cool we have lots of uh communications with people in different uh different cities and geographies so we want to keep playing i think the intent is to is to do this full bore for a while at least that's awesome well and i guess you all have i mean things other cities and that you have connections too right from from previous bands and you've all been on tour before i would imagine uh many times over the years so that that, that helps too right if people know of your previous work kind of individually and collectively it's you gave a bit of a leg up, I guess, against another new band starting out that's just doing everything from from zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to speak of the to speak of punk as a kind of underdog ethic or what have you, a lot of people seem really alarmed that we sprinted out of the gates. You know, people were surprised that we uh, wanted to start gigging out of town right away. But that's uh, that's something you can do only within this this ecosystem where yeah. this stuff is, is pretty accessible to you. You know, there's this wild bottleneck right now of people who weren't able to tour or do what they wanted to do during these years of movement restriction and are now struggling trying to get back at it. You yeah. know, the economics are all fucked up. So we, are fortunate to be participating at this level where you can go hang out with your friends in any city and you can and you can make some ungodly noise and uh you know don't really have to belabor the business side of it very much yeah well and that's very different than a lot of other styles of music too where that that doesn't exist i mean it exists but in a different in a different way punk definitely has that that community thing that that sort of you know every city is, is connected in some way or another and 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 people are willing to, to, to just like support the, the community at large. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fantastic. We did some shows out West with uh, pooched and disposal who are two great bands from uh, Victoria. Cool. And we did some shows on the Island and Vancouver. So I think that we're going to play a lot more with, uh, with pooched this year or sorry, next year and uh, do some more West coast U S stuff this time. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, Lots coming up. 
That's very cool. So at this point, I mean, uh, the tape's out. Uh, what's the best way for people to find this music? Uh, is it available on the regular online places uh, as well as the physical? Yeah, um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's on the streaming services that that pay. Uh, you know, point zero zero two cent, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you know we're in this to get paid. Uh, <laughs> no, um, uh, it's not on those quite yet, but it's uh it's it's on Bandcamp, uh, certainly. And we'll we'll send you a tape if you want, but also the theageofself.bandcamp.com is the the place to find it, and it will be streaming soon enough. Um, our great friend Steve put it on YouTube. You don't have to pay us to listen to this music. Cool. Yeah, please just listen to the music. Well, and, and if you do want to pay, there's the tape, which is which is which is worth worth, yeah. worth getting as well.
As far as finding out what's going on in the future, like, you know, this being a podcast, someone could listen to it this week or they could listen to it a year from now. And by then, you know, who knows what you guys could have going on. What's the best way to keep in touch with what the band's up to as far as shows or upcoming releases or things like that? Yeah, I mean, you can find us on, on social media. We're on Instagram, again, the, the Age of Self. Um, if you were to search simply for Age of Self, you might get some uh, horny self-help brand. Yeah, I think I did that uh, by accident at one point, and I did definitely wasn't you guys yet. Well, yeah, it's it's funny. We're named after you know a song by Robert Wyatt, "The Age of Self," and for us as well as for Robert Wyatt, "The Age of Self" is nothing to be celebrated. You know, uh, it's it's an age of corrosive individualism right. and. What did I say once? It's the age of quarrel from the standpoint of the individual, you know? So uh, that stuff is, it's funny to come upon it because it is the very opposite of what we're about. You can find us on Instagram at the age of self, or you can, you can email me if you want to uh, vanishing signs at gmail.com. 